I have been contemplating what is the direction that we uh, continue as a church. And if you remember, by the end of last year, I put out a plan for the teaching and the, 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 the preaching um, series as a church uh, for the next 12 months. And I've contemplated different things. And I, I really sense that it is important that we continue to what, um, what God puts into our um, attention in, in, the, in the beginning of this year or, or the end of last year about the direction and where we're going with the themes. Now, um, some of this stuff, it's, I look back and I say, God, thank you for leading us through this. Uh, and, and some of it, in those times, I wasn't sure why I was doing what I was doing with the themes, but I look back now and I think, no, God, you had a plan for us. And it's good that you have prepared us to be, uh, to be where we are. Um, I don't know about you, but um, this has been a time of inventory and um, asking, asking questions and um, dealing with things that I can, I can connect with in order to, to make sense of what is going on and what, what God is saying in all of this. So I'm, uh, Caroline started um, the, the, the song worship time with that great question, what is your song? What are we singing? And uh, I wanted to, um, to actually add a few questions that I've prepared today, but these are not the questions that we are going to answer today. These are the questions that I've been thinking in the light of where we're going, in the light of where we are as a church, in the light where I am as, as your pastor, and as a church leadership, and what, what are the places that we're looking for answers? So uh, one question that I have is, what happens when disruption, grief, pain, and more so what has been going on in the last uh, few days and weeks, the division, troubles, the long established church? How has God's spirit drawn our attention and prepared us for these days. The second question, and that is quite searching for me, is how do I make sure that I just don't just get through this, but come out of this with a stronger sense of God's presence, power, and kingdom? Another question is, where and what are the sources that I, you, are tapping on to nurture and to nourish our faithfulness for our walk with Jesus? And how do we preserve that? What does the proclamation mandate of the church look like in the coming days and weeks and months? What does discipleship look like in the coming days, weeks, and months? We are not meant to be doing Zoomship. We're meant to be making disciples. And that question that has come more from the prayer day is, what does it mean to be facing a place on unfamiliarity and yet seeking God's strength 
when ours is foolish and insufficient? So these are the questions, and we 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 can we can think and pray about those. Um, but I think it will be good to grapple with them together. Um, and I've been drawn to three kind of um, metaphors, to three kind of pictures during this time. Um, when it all happened, I remember I was talking to one of the elders and um, we went uh, for a walk. Um, and um, I, the, the first picture that came to mind, the first uh, narrative that came to mind, was that actually we, this is a marathon. It's not just a quick sprint. So the, 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 there is some importance that we need to give to the formation, to the training, to the equipping and cheering on of you guys as disciples of Jesus. The other picture that has come and it's close to my heart, is came from Dwelling in the Words that we did uh, two weeks ago. And there was that picture of the storm. And what has stuck with me is the, the way that Jesus responds in the midst of the storm to the needs of the disciples, rather to their wants. So the disciples question on that uh, parable is don't you care that we are drowning don't you care and it was that that place of seeking for attention and stuff and 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 jesus responds by calming the storm and another metaphor another picture that has come from um the dwelling in the word is what we did last week uh, we've just gone and was that picture of the watchman waiting in the night for the dawn to arrive and the dawn was certain but yet was not coming and and the the, the picture of psalm 130 was that i will wait for you so it was that picture of hope in waiting even though it does not make sense. Um, one of the things that has been part of what we plan for this series is how do we continue to be really training towards godliness? How do we continue to be training towards godliness during the pandemic? Um, wherever you are, whether you're working or you're at home, whether you're restricted or you're free, whether you're grieving or actually you're making the most of this good weather. Whether you, 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 you have accomplished a lot during this time or you have not done anything. How has God prepared us as a church during this time? Um, I just wanted to draw our attention to what we've been doing so far as a church the unfolding of Colossians is very timely because basically during that time we asked those four questions, you know, it's like the good soil, the roots, the foundation, the being aware of the chief thief and also the clutter. And also during this time of the pandemic, I'm very grateful for the input of the different people that, 
that have given to our Sunday services. I'm very grateful to the input that the elders have given. I'm, I'm very grateful to, to the input of the ministry leaders that have given towards uh, this time. But, but more recently, we've been coming back to those themes of what does it mean? What are the marks of being a follower of Jesus? Karuna shared about this a few weeks ago. Mark picked up on that. Jenny and Abby as well um, a few uh, weeks ago. But what has God been showing to us to prepare us for this time? And how is God preparing? How we are allowing the seeds that God is planting to, to fall into a good piece of earth so it can give fruit for the kingdom. I just wanted to, 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 be, to be really honest with you today. Um, and I, I, I've, been, I've been really drawn to this idea of um, what does training for godliness look like? So that, that um, picture or that, that metaphor or that idea of the marathon, what does training for a marathon look like? Now, I've never run a marathon. Um, I, I've got one in the pipeline with uh, some uh, people um, and I, I just hope that I'll be able to do it. But uh, what does it mean for us to be thinking a little bit about how do we prepare for marathon. And I've been drawn to, to a verse in the scriptures uh, where Paul is writing to his prodigy, Timothy, and he's saying things that are so important for the ministry and for his discipleship walk with Jesus. So Timothy receives this letter from Paul in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. And he's talking about um, continuing to, 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 to pursue um, the, this, this new narrative that God has got for the world, pursue this new narrative of the church ushering the kingdom. And he, <clears throat> he's aware that there are issues because there are people and he's addressing those issues. We're going to be dealing with those a little bit more in the coming weeks. But if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you'll be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of faith and of good teaching that you have followed. Having nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales, rather train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Godly, godliness. So we must understand what we shall become. Now we talk about this training in godliness. And, and again, this idea of the marathon is that I think as a church in the West, or probably as a church in Europe, or I'd say this is the case with, with some of the countries that I have visited or I've been part of, is that sometimes we do see becoming a Christian as a, as a sprint, 
we see that following Jesus is just that you do the prayer of salvation and, and that's it. We see sometimes that you do the prayer of salvation, you, you ask God for forgiveness, you get baptized and you've done it and you, you stop or you, you, there is not a lot of encouragement to, 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 to press on. Now that's not true, but I think that, that's not true. I think it's a very sweeping statement, but I, I just think that there is an element of truth there that we, we, we can learn from. And Paul's idea to Timothy was that also that there is this pursuit of continuous training because Christian life is a race. And when we talk about godliness, it's not just a term. I mean, this is one of the things that perhaps we, we're going to, to look as, as theology word on, on Theology Thursday. But godliness is, is something that we are very familiar with. But we have tuned out of the, the, the implications it involves. So, for example, when I talk about godliness, I talk about that regular action to take God more into my heart, mind and soul, which will make me more increasingly like Jesus. I'll say that again. What I mean by godliness is that regular action to take more of God into my heart, into my mind and soul, which will make me increasingly more like Jesus. So when Paul is writing to Timothy here to increase in godliness, he's saying, actually, you need to grow. Here we go well, with the word growth. Uh, it's the first time I've used it today. But this is to, to, to grow in our Christ-likeness. This is, this is the, 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 the task of disciples when we become more and each day like Jesus. This is the task of the apprenticeship, isn't it? That you go and you learn and you, you've got a master who shows you and, and, show, and, and tells you and trains you and equips you for a particular um, yeah, vocation. And this is the same idea that the training for, for godliness is that continuous action of more of God for me to become like my master, like my king like my Lord. The context of First Timothy, it's, 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 it's a church who, who has really encountered God's grace. They, they're called saints in the beginning of the book. And, and they are facing some issues. They're facing some false teaching. They're facing some challenges in their gathering. So, so in that sense, this is the context where Paul is, is bringing them and saying, now, listen, guys, Timothy, train, train up into godliness and, and lead it by modeling something for the congregation. Now, there are three things that I, I would suggest that kind of catalyze us to become closer to Jesus. The first thing is people. Um, and, and this, this kind of training up to godliness is catalyzed by people. Um, when we become part of God's church, God's family, we do not choose who 
we are going to be brothers and sisters with. We're all called by one God. We all share the same salvation and we are part of God's family. And, and one of the things that God brings us closer to him is through people. And it's, it's interesting how important um, this, this fellowship has, or the lack of fellowship has felt um, to me um, in, in this time of, uh, of pandemic. The other thing that kind of shapes us or, or is a catalyst to disciples us, to bring us closer to Jesus, is circumstances. It's life. And I think with people <clears throat> and we, we, with circumstances, I don't think we've got um, more say 